1: Ground ball off the mound, back up the middle, up with it. Going to be a tough throw to first, but it's there. Nice play made by Jack O'Dowd, fielding it on the run, back across his body, and that gets Hurley and the Loghorns out of any further trouble in the top of the first. Swings here and hits a high fly ball to center, chasing the center fielder Jones. Back to the warning track, and it is off the wall and off the back wall. Say goodnight to it. He hit the hitter's backdrop, Garrett Gilmet comes through with the sixth home run of the season. A two-run blast to dead center field, and the Loghorns take a two-to-one lead. One out of six at the plate, has scored two runs. Of course, he had a home run yesterday that started the Kansas State comeback. Swings here and lines this toward left. Coming on, sliding and making the catch. Porter Brown, how do you like that? Brown sliding down to make the catch for out number two. Swung on and that's line down the right field line. Fair ball into the corner. One run will score. Thomas racing around 30. He's being waved to the plate, and he will score. Eric Kennedy busts through with a big RBI double down into the right field corner, and the Loghorns now lead 4 to 1. And he swings here and sends one a sinking liner down the right field line. Going for What a running catch made oh. by Dylan Campbell. Oh, wow. Just off the shin right at the shin tops, makes the catch. A running catch toward the line for out number two. Here's the stretch, the pitch. Swung on and a ball hit down the left field line. This one down into the corner, and it'll bounce into the bullpen. Ground rule, two RBI double for Dylan Campbell. The Longhorns now lead six to two. Swung on and a ball hit well. This one out to right. Forget about this one, you can say goodnight to it. On to Comal Street. Porter Brown tripled off tie rule on Friday night. He takes him deep this afternoon, his seventh home run of the season. The Loghorns now lead it 7-2. The one ball, one strike pitch. Swung on and that's hit toward the alley in right center. That's going to fall in for a base hit. Rounding third, Carlson will score. Thomas digging for second, ahead for a head first slide with his second double of the ball game. This one scoring Tanner Carlson and Texas now leads it 8-2. to two. Final score this afternoon from UFC Fog Field, the Texas Longhorns 8, the Kansas State Wildcats 2. And with that, the Longhorns wind up taking the series from the Kansas State Wildcats. They're sitting alone atop the Big 12 Conference standings. Now begins a real grinder of a week. That's right. They just played yesterday, and they're going to turn it around, flip the script, and get ready for a five-game week, starting tonight down in Hayes County, then back up here to Austin. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Light the Tower on the Horn, 104.9, 1019, and AM 1260, live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. My name is Craig White. Glad to have you with us this morning, and... Uh, Uh, Thanks to uh, Happy Jack Farrell, our producer there, who uh, uh, put together that uh, audio montage of the highlights from that. Jack in for uh, uh, Cameron Parker this morning. My co-host, the pride of Northwest Williamson County and a proud graduate of Florence High School. But you know him best. Was outstanding work at Horns twenty four seven, he was at the ball game yesterday. Yep, Jeff Howe was
2: jumping. Jack Farrell behind the glass. Good to see you, Jack. How are you call you, jumping
1: Jack? I like Happy Jack. I'm Even though I'm Jack. more of a Stones fan than a Who fan, <laughs> I, the, the other reason why I call him Happy Jack is because when I first met him, he was in a really good mood and was kind of happy. Yep. And he's normally in a pretty good mood. Are, are you in a decent mood, given the fact you've been pressed in the service this morning? I am over the moon to be here this there morning, you go. Craig. See. See? He's Happy Jack. He's he's the, he's uh, he's the Happy Jack Farrell there. So
2: you talk about the Longhorns flipping the script. Are they are they flipping the script club? Script club. They're they flipping be, the
1: script club. Going to be Rebellion with Pac-Man Jones? That's it. I try to be Rebellion with Texas State tonight with your alma mater. Yes.
2: Down in Hayes County. Down uh-huh. in my Fairburg.
1: Yeah. yeah. So that's coming your way at 6 o'clock uh, this evening. Maybe go to
2: the square afterwards.
1: Are you? Are you going to go and to, hang? Go and... to
2: Nephew's maybe
1: i've never heard of that is that a is that a
2: yeah, watering nephew's hole is a big, yeah it's a it's a there's actually a couple places that i used to frequent back in my day that are still open nephews the green parrot your dirty bird is still i have open. heard of
0: green parrot yeah yeah it's
2: right uh, green parrot's right there by a uh, cafe on the square yeah
0: me at the vault jeff i'll see you at the vault <laughs> the vault the vault
2: i was all about the two dollar holler on thursdays at nephews back in the day so the two dollar two dollar holler two dollar you call it oh okay there's a reason why i don't drink tequila anymore so long, yeah. All it takes nephews is one,
1: had a lot to do with All that? it takes
2: is one bad experience. Well, you know, you celebrate the end of the semester and drink responsibly, kids. There's a reason why they tell you that.
1: Yes, so absolutely. Go overboard. Now,
2: you know what was horrible for me? Uh, early in a pandemic when you couldn't get hand sanitizer and you had, like, distilleries that were – and shout out to Tito's and the other distilleries uh, around that were making uh, – using their facilities to make hand sanitizer. Some of it smelled like tequila – and like I would get some of that tequila based hand sanitizer, yeah. and like I was like the whole time I'm like, bleh, bleh, like just trying to guy, I, like, I just need to wash my hands. And <laughs> so I made it a point. I'm like, look, as soon as I get a heads up on where I can find hand sanitizer, I gotta buy some. I still I actually still carry some in my bag.
1: Good on you. You never know when the need. Rob rises. Baber's rubbing off on you a little bit. Yeah, yeah, he is the hand sanitizing, uh, you might say, guru. But he get- alone would keep hand. Sanitization process. I'll say this though. Prog- uh, products in business.
2: Rod does catch some grief for that. But if you ever shake hands with Rod, if you're ever around Rod, you never have to worry about mm-hmm. being dirty or his area being unsanitary.
1: Rod, I, I guess he does shake some hands. But you know, Rod likes to hug. I, I've said on the air one day, eight years we did a show together, that he was a serial hugger. He 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 likes hugging. He's 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 a hugaholic. He, he Rod's will, a hugger. Yeah. Yeah. He's he, he'll hug on you. He'll 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 definitely do that. Especially if he likes you, you know. I mean, he'll hug some people that he really <laughs> doesn't really care that much about, but he'll really hug you if he likes you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And that's a cool thing.
2: Specs text line, 337-3776. 3, 3, 7, 3, 7, 7, I'm, I'm almost appalled at this oh? text. said, I'm a Texas State alum, and I was appalled. There it is.
1: <laughs> to see, there was
2: a wait list to get into nephews when I was down in San Marcos with old friends a couple of weeks ago. A wait oh, list?
1: Oh, that's unfortunate. A wait
2: list? Come on now.
1: Yeah. Don't be all. Don't be getting all highfalutin, nephews. Somebody else brings up Treffs Tavern. Two dollars. How you call it? <laughs> Where's Treffs? Treffs is uh, Treffs is over
2: there on LBJ. It's a funny story about Treffs, but I won't tell that one. As to
1: okay, say,
2: save someone who might be listening. The embarrassment, but it's a great story that I might share off air with somebody. Oh, okay,
1: all right. Uh, somebody said back in the day at SWT, back when it was known as SWT, the place to go on Thursday night was called the Coast. Quarter pitchers That's with an SWT ID. Do you ever frequent the coast? No,
2: no, uh, the coast was not uh, not open when I was in school. Wow. Okay,
1: okay, uh, yeah. So there you go. Um, this this might be uh, you know because what is it? Is it ESPN that does the overreaction Monday mm-hmm. when they come back? Yeah,
2: and there's you know everybody does their yeah the overreaction things it, yeah. to the
1: weekend. <laughs> so what text again. Austin FC got manhandled by LAFC. Men amongst boys. Wolf's got to go. He's lost the team. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, uh, I mean, we don't really talk Austin FC on this show, so okay, I'll take your word for it. So. Uh,
1: Bernard Jetty says, "Is the Green Parrot closed? Not showing up on Google Maps." No, it should. It, it was open
2: last wow. time I I drove by there a few days ago. It looked open.
0: <laughs> I've been there recently enough. So it it was not closed in the last let's yeah. say 3 to 4 months. Now you're a Texas State grad, right? I'm a University of Texas. That's grade. right. You're a UT like, grad,
1: but you spent enough my, my girlfriend time down there.
0: goes went to Texas That's State. What so I, I have spent enough time. So so most of my bar crawling experience on the square is is uh
1: <laughs> is not where I would have picked to go necessarily, but uh-huh. I've still had a
0: very fun time
1: there. That That's way. nice. Somebody said are we talking worse bars in San Marcos? The Hive definitely. <laughs> takes not familiar the with the high. either
0: you guys uh, frequent the high. i don't think so but no. if it's the worst bar
1: in san Marcos, then steer wow. clear might be the wow the call uh bizarre dale dudley asking if valentino's is still open
2: yes it is and as a matter of fact i had pizza there
1: uh during the holiday break How about that it's a damn fine pizza back in the day
2: my daughter got her ears pierced at the tattoo place right there yeah. on the square and then we went down afterwards and had some I haven't had Valentino's in a minute.
1: Like, they don't have the buffet anymore. I think the last time I did Valentino's, I was in Nebraska. Oh, yeah? Because it's big up there, you know. Uh, they
2: used to have a buffet. Valentino's used to have a lunch buffet. They don't anymore, but you can go in there and, like, you know, get, you get it by the slice. It's, it's good stuff. That's yeah, cool. somebody said green the green pear is still open. So. Yeah. The dirty bird lives. Don't scare me like
1: that. Uh, somebody else said the green pear was closed from what I thought or at least remodeling. Note, I live in San Marcos still, but then somebody else said, no, it's still open. Um so. so there's a lot of good a lot of good places to go down in San Marcos.
2: Various watering you know, actually the, the place I used to frequent back in college, honestly, that I went to mo more, more often than not is closed now. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a place called uh it's called the Den. Like it's a little shopping center right across the street from the uh music building. Okay. So there's like a pie society's there now and there's like a ramen place, I think. It's like back in the corner. It's yeah. called the Den. Yeah. yeah, they used to have shuffleboard tables in there. Okay, so we would go. Our deal was, we would go in there on Sunday nights to watch Sunday night football, and they would have like one dollar Jaeger bombs. <laughs> so you take like you take like ten bucks, watch some <laughs> Sunday night football, play some shuffleboard, and
1: <laughs> hope you get back to your room safely. Way,
2: wake up regretting the whole thing. Monday oh morning.
1: boy. Wow! Good times. Uh, Good times. Burn orange Yeti's asking if you ever went to Spud Ranch. Been a minute. Been a minute. Still open, as far as I know. It's It's been a minute though. Good burgers. Glorious after a good float. Uh, nephew's is where the Ace and a whole band played every week. Okay, there's some of that. And somebody said uh, Green Parrot is indeed still open. They actually ripped out the signature disgusting carpet that lined the place. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, somebody else said Green Parrot still has the nasty carpet. Somebody else said, no, they don't. <laughs> yeah, great. They've, they've the, ripped it the out. The place
0: with the carpet. I'm glad to hear that they have gotten rid of
1: it. They, they got rid of the nasty possibly carpet. Be. Yeah.
2: One of my college buddies was a bartender there, so that's why I frequented the Green Parrot back in the
1: day. Okay. Uh, somebody said the Coast Pitchers were a nickel some nights of old Milwaukee. Whoa. Wow. I mean, it'd have to be a, a nickel for a pitcher of that because, you know, the, I think of that, that's like what you would use to loosen, uh, you know, uh, stuck rusted lug nuts on old pickups or something. Ooh, boy. Man, that's somebody with some uh, with a constitution of iron. Is there
2: such a thing as rot gut beer? Because if there is,
1: that's <laughs> like uh Gumbies I've heard of.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Gumby's is yeah. actually, uh, it, it's moved, but yeah, it's still there.
1: Uh, someone else it's offering Pantera's Pizza in San Marcus was the best pizza in the mid-'90s. Look at all the people weighing in. Uh, Sam. I'm telling you, man. Uh, and, and CB wants to know whatever happened to Ralph the Swimming Pig. Well, oh, it was Ralph the much. Flying Pig. No, it was the Swimming, swimming Pig, pig. At, at Aquarina Springs. I mean, I've, always, I've always had that Yeah, around yeah. Who's yeah. yeah. the
0: guy that, uh, the, the dancing guy? Was it the Sun King or something like oh, that? Oh no. Um it's a Beatles song, but
1: Yeah, it is a Beatles song. It's off the B side of one. that uh, of Abbey Road.
2: You talking about Todd the dancing guy? I think I think yeah. so.
1: I
0: remember going down to San Marcus a few times and him making me uncomfortable as a child.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Fris- Jimmy Fris- Fris- the Fris- Great Man says. The tap room in San Marcos is, is where it's at. Great burgers, great beer, great service. So lots of good, good the stuff. The mushroom here.
2: Swiss burger at the tap room if
1: you're going. Really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, the sun
0: god. That's right. It is, yes, that guy.
1: The sun god. Okay. There you go. The sun god. So, so somebody would know, right? Okay. So uh, there you go. Uh, it's, uh, Frisbee Dan. Somebody pointed out. Okay, so and then and then somebody else uh, ha- had asked me a question, Craig. If I were to run into you at HEB, will I get a hug? Well, <laughs> you definitely would from Rod. Uh, you know, we might. Uh, since who does Tai Chi and screams everywhere? That is the Sun God. I believe so. yes. Yeah. Okay. And they said the Sun God's still there. So there you go. Uh some good submissions there on the Specs Text line because it will be an evening in San Marcos uh for the uh, Longhorn baseball team, a six o'clock first pitch. We'll we'll get to that uh, coming up. Uh we're gonna hear uh from Longhorns assistant coach Steve Rodriguez. The reason a recent, why we had to hear from rod The reason yesterday. why I heard from Rod yesterday, assistant coach Steve Rodriguez, not from the head coach. We'll get into all of that. Uh also uh from Dylan Campbell, who had himself quite a ball game. DC now. Remember we were talking about this uh, in uh, late February, early March. He was batting about 143 right around there and was just just struggling mightily. And we said, you know, he went through this last year. And then right around midseason, it all kind of clicked, turned it on. Then he was hot the rest of the way. You and I were both present to see him. Just put on a clinic at the Super Regional in Greenville. If it, it they don't make it to Omaha without right. Dylan Campbell there in that in that Super Regional uh, doing doing Dylan Campbell things. And he was he was something else. And now it appears to have clicked in the high gear for him again. Uh, so we'll have that uh, uh, coming up. Three three guys in
2: conference play, correct? Because we're nine games through the Big Twelve schedule, so I yep. think
1: now you can look at conference numbers
2: and glean something from them. sure. You got Garrett Gilmet hitting 367 with an OPS of over 1.3. He's 1.353 on the OPS. Porter Brown hitting 419 in conference play, 1.292 on the OPS, and DC hitting 429 in Big 12 play, 1.144 on the OPS.
1: For those who are wondering what the OPS is, on, on base, base per- plus, slugging. No, plus slugging. I start to say on base percentage plus slugging. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, and that's. Really, kind of, even a a more accurate way to uh, discern how a guy's doing other than just batting average. Mm -hmm. Although, I mean, when it's as obvious as it is for Campbell going from like 143 to 309, where he's hitting right now, he's come a long way. That means obviously your uh, your OPS is going to be really good. And those three
2: guys are almost right up, just shy of uh, 500. On their on their own base percentage. That's that's pretty good.
1: Yeah. Uh, all right. So w- what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to have our, we're gonna have our uh, Longhorn notebook where we have uh, some baseball breakdown. Got on some that. hoops too. Got some hoops to uh, get to. Hoops. So we're going to we're that's why we're going to uh, hit this first break a little bit early so we can uh, gather all of that stuff in. Uh, we do have inconceivable. Got some fun inconceivable. Got some sports inconceivable. Got some inconceivable inconceivable. We have those things uh, coming up as well. Going to the
2: Australia Bureau or no? For inconceivable
1: no okay no Australia bureau today uh but we've we've got some things that'll uh if you had hair on your scalp, I would say might, might curl your hair a little bit yeah I, really? I I gave myself a shave this weekend yeah, you do you look kind of slick and it's a little more aerodynamic clean.
2: you like when I a- let it when I let it grow out too much, it starts to form the horseshoe oh yeah and i get I get confused with John Danny. From time to time, yeah, let it grow out a
1: little bit. So. You look like you gave yourself a Brazilian, at least on top, anyway. You know.
2: I to, I got that shaver, that skull shaver that I use now, so it's, it gets it right down to the scalp.
1: That's good. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Uh, so we'll uh, get that. Uh, female listener wanting to know is slugging a double or more with your, the uh, extra bases. Your extra, your base extra, extra bases. Um, so, and we'll we'll keep uh, we'll take keep uh, taking your. Uh, Uh, Your suggestions slash memories of the great places down in San Marcos uh, to go to. Somebody said who don't. For those who don't know, Frisbee Dan and the sun god got into a fight a few years back, and they had to go to separate (laughs) parks for a while. Some good San Marcos lore. Yeah. Happy to learn (laughs) the history of
0: such a town. I like that.
1: Uh, Somebody said, at Chewy's in San Marcos, the bartenders love to serve some strong drinks. You always go
2: by Sewell Park and see Frisbee Dan and his pseudo-speedo playing Frisbee mm, in the middle of the day.
1: Quite the visual. Somebody
2: told me that Frisbee Dan owns like some kind of... uh, Landscaping company, really, and it's just like insanely rich. So he just spends his time playing Frisbee in Sewell Park.
1: Sounds like he must have been manscaping then. If uh, was, if well, he's in well, ba- if he's in a speed up most of the based time, based
2: on the, the style of shorts he wears, I would hope so.
1: Okay, all right. Uh, you mentioned Pie Society, somebody yeah. said it's the best pizza. Hands down, they used to have a speakeasy in there, so uh. <laughs> Will the baseball game be on TV tonight? Is that a loaded question? Are you saying that just to be cheeky? Uh, it it is an ESPN Plus telecast. Uh, well, have more on that coming up. And uh, somebody uh, CB says, why are a lot of fans mad at David Pierce? I didn't know a lot of fans were mad at Coach Pierce. He seems to always get heat for a guy who's done pretty good following the greatest. College coach of all time. Are people mad at him? I didn't know they were mad at him. I don't know. I didn't know that. Uh, Somebody asked, uh, wasn't there a place called The Showdown? Yes, Jim, and it's still open. Jim from Lago Vista asking that. He said, I worked at the one in Arlington. Um, So, yeah, so there you go. All right, uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, uh, we will uh, have our longhorn notebook, got some baseball, got some basketball to get to. And, yeah, we'll – We'll take more of your suggestions and memories. Like somebody saying, the cat's meow was great in the late 70s. Don't, yeah, we we'll take your word recall, for that. Don't recall. Yeah,
2: I'll have to take your word for it. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, so anyway, and the Hungry Stick, someone says, was the best pool hall. It was on the square. Nice. The Hungry Stick. All right. Uh, yeah, you can uh, drop those in on I like like I like the line. lore of like old school San Marcos. Yes, absolutely. Um, I had my first trip to San Marcos in 1979.
2: 79,
1: huh? I'll, I'll give you more details on that coming up <laughs> there. Uh, but uh, you can reach us on the Specs text line at 512 337 512 3776 Coming up, we'll have our Longhorn Notebook and a lot more here on Light the Tower on the Horn, 104.91019, AM 1260. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. Light the Tower. Ah, it's the anthem of our producer, or at least so designated by me, Happy Jack by The Who. Hey, if I had to guess,
2: I don't know why this thought just occurred to me, if I had to guess which band or artist has had their music licensed for movies or commercials or TV shows or anything like that the who's got to be up there right they'd be in
1: it yeah. they'd be in the conversation because I've heard let's see I've heard who are you my generation Bob O'Reilly yeah Bob O'Reilly got uh, that CSI uh, Miami money with uh oh gosh
0: don't get fooled again
1: Is don't get the, fooled yeah. again won't yeah. get fooled again yeah uh-huh yep yeah. uh yeah it's a good point V- very good point
2: i don't know if they're like i said i don't know if they are the band that's had you know had the most
1: but they're in the you know, conversation
2: licensing of their music but yeah they're up there yeah just uh, random, random thought. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. I had that problem. Exactly. I just get
2: random thoughts in my head. just going to spew them out over the air. Uh, uh, That's yeah. why I dig this platform. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, taking uh, uh, your submissions there on the Specs text line at 337-3776. We've got in this conversation about San Marcos since Longhorn Baseball uh, is playing there tonight. Somebody said, Texan Palace in the early 70s, best place ever. I'd drive from Florence to go on Tuesday night. I knew your whole family, Jeff, says... William Lefner. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yes, I know William. Yep. Okay. So
1: there you go uh, there. Um, someone else said pig manure is not good for the water at the springs. Time to proud the Swimming Pig. Also, the Spud Ranch is still open, yep. and there are two new beard pubs where the den used to be, the Growler and the Lanikai Lounge and Tiki Room, but the Gray Horse is closed. Keep San Martians or Marvelous weirder. Yeah. yeah. So uh, there you go with that. Uh, all right. All right. So anyway, you're uh, talking a lot about that. The game is at 545 airtime here on the horn in the 6 o'clock first pitch as Texas plays uh, Texas State. And uh, to the question, yes, it's an ESPN Plus telecast because Texas State's home game so it's not on Longhorn Network. The first year that Longhorn Network was over, they did the game in San Marcos. Mm-hmm. Because at the time, ESPN Plus didn't exist.
2: Well, that would have been 2011? I think 2011 so. 2011 baseball
1: yes. season? And, and, uh, and ESPN Plus did not exist. Not in its current form anyway, where you had all that. Yeah. And, and uh, so they were happy to welcome them down there. Now they've got their own thing going. And uh, I mentioned this on the air yesterday. And it's kind of a, uh, it's a really unique fact. Uh, I, I don't know of too many situations where something like this would happen. Uh, but it happened last year, and it's going to happen again tonight and tomorrow. Ty Harrington, our good friend, the former longtime head coach at Texas State, but at the University of Texas, lifetime Longhorn, played for Coach Gus, coached, From Coach Gus. So he has incredible perspective from both sides. And that is why Ty Arrington is working broadcast from both sides. Tonight, (laughs) because they're the home team, he'll be on the telecast working with our good friend Brant Freeman uh, on the ESPN Plus telecast. Keith Moreland will join me for the radio call here uh, on the horn. And then tomorrow night, the game, of course, back at UFCU Dish Falk Field, Keith will be back in the TV booth for LHM with Greg Swindell. And Ty will join me on the radio broadcast. So Ty offers that unique perspective from both sides. We were laughing about this yesterday talking with uh, Keith and Zeke. We were all talking about this and said, yeah, you know. He, he, he Zeke said you can say we both nights and everybody would understand. <laughs> yeah, that's
2: true. Nobody will have it. nobody'll be with that. You can say it both. I'll, I'll tell you this, uh Longhorn fans yeah, yeah. watching the ESPN plus broadcast, I think you'll be much happier with this ESPN plus broadcast than you were with the last one. When Texas played in Stillwater.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're watching that, certainly, uh, uh Brandt, it's a fine broadcaster. And you got Ty working on that. Yeah, but coach, obviously, coach is awesome. Obviously, yeah. if you want to listen to, to me and Keith, you're certainly welcome to do that. Hey, uh, when we
2: start the Longhorn Notebook, I, I've actually got some breaking uh, Longhorn alumni basketball news to start the
1: Notebook. Well, that's good to know, because right now it's time for the Longhorn Notebook. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. So jump right in there. Uh uh Jack can I get a breaking news sounder? You got the, uh, the breaking news, news sounder handy? Sounder for that since this is uh Jeff says it's breaking
2: How about Craig from in front of the television camera yeah. to back on the court. Tristan Thompson signed with the Lakers before their season finale yesterday.
1: How about that? He's
2: going to be with them until they are done this year.
1: Yeah. Playing again. Back in the league. So uh Tristan's back on it. So good for him yeah I'm glad to glad to hear that okay uh do you want to stay on the basketball team before we jump to baseball since we're uh, since you yeah hopped in we'll, we'll go basketball? ahead and do that
2: uh, okay there's some a few things going brewing with the basketball program now, I'm I'm not gonna run everything down because I want to get to some roster stuff some more roster stuff later but there's a couple of moves one roster thing that I'll mention now, and then a couple of coaching-slash-staff deals mm-hmm. uh, that have gone down, and one is imminent, but we'll roll with it. And Craig, I just want to get your take on some of these. Uh, okay. Actually, I'll just roll them down, Craig, and we'll, we'll discuss each one of them. Sure. Uh, the roster move is Rowan Brumbaugh entering the transfer mm-hmm. portal. I I haven't seen his name pop in there yet, but he's headed there. I've had that confirmed. Uh, disappointing, but I, I think it, it kind of makes sense when you think about the number of guards that the staff is recruiting in the transfer portal, number one, and number two, you're really trying to re-recruit Tyrese Hunter and Arterio Morris to make sure they're back in the fold. So, I don't know, it it makes sense for for Rowan if you want guaranteed playing time, and I don't know that's why he'd be leaving, but it would make sense why he might look elsewhere to
1: continue his college career. Yep, yeah, and not surprised by it. Um, And and it it was determined right from the start that they were going to redshirt him anyway. And uh, so that part one surprise but him seeing the writing on the wall and those that are coming in probably helps him to make that decision but
2: a guy that everybody in the program said was smart kid intelligent you know hard worker yep not a not a problem in the locker room or anything like that i think it's just one of those deals where you know just looking for a different opportunity uh john riley now the former strength coach Mm -hmm. of the basketball program i got that confirmed over the weekend that he is moving on from the program now no, the assumption is that he's going to join Chris Beard at Ole Miss. I, I wasn't able to come that part of it. I think you can maybe read the tea leaves mm-hmm. and connect the dots. But uh, that's – a you know, RT, want, when he talked about wanting the staff back mm-hmm. together, he mentioned John Riley, but it's kind of the the good and the bad of it, Craig. I guess it depends on if you want to look at the glass half-full or half-empty. The half-empty thing would say, well, you lost your strength, Coach. You didn't bring everybody back to half-full. say, well – I'm expecting everybody other than John Riley at this point right. to be back. I haven't heard anything different. I keep getting asked, what about Steve McClain? What about Bob Donawal Jr.? I-, I haven't heard anything that leads me to believe that any of the assistant coaches are leaving. But, Craig, an assistant coach that you got to know very well his first time around is expected to be headed back. Uh, this is not official yet, but uh, Rodney Terry is expected to add Frank Haith to the coaching staff. Now, where this vacancy comes up is it's expected... And I've heard this from numerous people now. Chris Ogden would really like to get back into that off-court role he was in, whether yep. it's the managing director title again or something, some other title that has Chief him in that staff. Yeah, it well, has him in that off-court role. He would yeah. rather be there than you know back on the bench as one of the three assistant coaches. And
1: Oggy did a really good job. They worked very hard once they had to close ranks uh, when Beard was fired that to uh, to bring him back into the fold as an assistant coach to do that, and now transitioning back to that, as you mentioned.
2: Yeah, so that opens the door for Frank Haith, uh, former assistant under Rick Barnes, mm-hmm. 18 seasons as a Division One head coach, Miami, Missouri, and most recently Tulsa, was on Penny Hardaway's Memphis staff mm-hmm. this past season. Uh, Craig, if you were going to go get an assistant coach, it's hard for me to think of one better than going to get Frank Haith.
1: Well, he knows. It's kind of like with Roddy. He knows the area, knows the turf, knows the program, knows the expectations, uh, and so yeah, they're um, they're. Uh, I, I know they're very pumped up about. What somebody said to me the other, oh, they're getting the band back together. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, some of the band, anyway. I mean, Rick Barnes won't be coming back, but uh, but right. uh, but Rodney getting uh, Frank Haith back, I think, is a plus for the program.
2: No, it's a it's a really big deal. Like I said, not official yet, but. Pretty much all but done at this point. So, um, and I think from a, from a recruiting standpoint, when you look at what Frank Haith did his first time around, you know, Brad Buckman, Lamarcus Aldridge, Daniel Gibson. <laughs> now, does it make sense why I asked you for that Mike Williams story again this week? Yes.
1: <laughs> when Mike Williams yeah. played for Texas,
2: Frank Haith recruited
1: Mike Williams too,
2: by yes, the way. Yes, he F- did. Five star kid out of uh, the state of Alabama. Uh,
1: Mike had a prodigious appetite uh and and he was he was long and lean and big you know and an outstanding athletic uh, specimen but they go to boulder to play colorado and the team had a team dinner at cheesecake factory the night before the game and uh the what happened with um uh mike was that he ate a lot He ate an awful lot, and uh, so he ate an awful lot, and they get done. The the, the accounts vary as to how much he really ate, and really and truly, the guy that I could see who could put away the most groceries for the Longhorn basketball program over the years was Jason Klotz. It was was just an (laughs) exhibition to watch Jason work. And he could pack it all in and stow it away and then use it for energy and all that sort of stuff. Didn't work that way for Mike on that particular night. Ate a lot, a lot of dinner, maybe a couple of meals and a couple of things of cheesecake, then walked outside and got out there on the street and lost it all. It all just all just hit the street. Brutal that particular absolutely
2: night brutal. Um So that's where things stand. Again, we'll wait for the official word to come down, but it looks like Frank Haith will be back on the 40 Acres Mm -hmm. as an assistant coach for Rodney Terry. Um, I'll save some of the portal stuff for next hour. Okay. uh, But, you know, not a lot of football today in the notebook because we're loaded up on men's basketball and baseball coming off of the weekend.
1: Right. Right. Exactly. Uh, And and which leads us to baseball. So the Longhorns, of course, uh, got the win yesterday. And uh, beat him eight to two. Charlie Hurley uh, gave him five solid innings and uh, and then really impressed by DJ Burke. Three and two. You could tell the 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 gauge was tapping E when he was there in the night trying to get it to the finish line. And finally, when the bases loaded, uh, they went back and uh, went back to the bullpen and Sam Walbridge got the final out of the game. And uh, so it was it was that sort of thing. Also during the game. Uh, to explain it further, because uh, CB said that that those who had complained about that uh, so someone someone texted B and E this morning saying they were sick of David Pierce's antics. If if <laughs> antics include standing up for your player, yeah, this was, then let it be antics.
2: I'm gonna. I'm going to back Coach Pierce on this Uh, one, given uh, the situation.
1: Because here's the situation, for those who don't know. And he might have gotten confused because Aaron incorrectly said that he was arguing balls and strikes. He was not arguing balls and strikes. And then Aaron corrected it. And and I don't know
2: what the LHN broadcast showed, too.
1: Well, I can tell you what I saw. (laughs) And I can tell you what Ty Ty Harrington saw. And he was a more learned man than I was. Mitchell Daly's at the plate, and he fouls a pitch off his foot. And you could tell he was in some pain, had to walk around uh, the batter's box a bit. And Jeff Henricks, the home plate umpire, was already kind of woofing at him a little bit to get back in. The umpires are charged with the responsibility of moving the game along. You have, you know, the the correct term is not the pitch clock. It's called the action clock. It's an action clock Jeez. because you got 20 seconds okay. to pitch. But what a lot of folks don't know is the batter has to be in hitting position. I had a long conversation with Coach Pierce about this on Friday. Uh has to be in a hitting position with 10 on the clock. Gotta be ready to swing the bat. Not just standing there foot out or getting back. In. you got to be ready to go at 10 on the clock. So Henricks, the home plate umpire is trying to move things along and 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 Daly, who's clearly in some pain, and they had stopped the game earlier. Kansas State uh the player was hit by a pitch, it was down for a bit. Yeah. Uh and then and then Mitch gets back in the box and Daly hits a ground ball deep in the hole in short and beats Nick Nick Goodwin's throw to the back. Now Daly is clearly hobbling as he crosses first base. Yeah, Mitch didn't look right after that. No, but but he beat the throw and he's still in some pain and he's still trying to walk it off. Tom Mendez, the team trainer, goes out to visit with him. So he's talking with him, and they're going through stuff. Meanwhile, Jared Thomas, the on-deck hitter, has come out to the home plate area but has not gotten in the box yet because as far as he's concerned and everybody else, time is still out Mm -hmm. because the trainer's out there. Well, it's at that point that Henrik starts ordering Thomas to get in the box, get in the box, even while the trainer's still out there. And that exercised Coach Pierce. Yeah. He comes down the line, says, my guy's still over there, and Hendricks waves him back, and then Pierce comes with more conviction and points at him and gets tossed to the game.
2: Yeah, it was not a prolonged conversation. No. It was a pretty quick
1: yeah. Yeah. quick hook. Yep, and then he came in and got his money's worth after that. <laughs> so that happened there. So if you want to call that antics for standing up for your player who was injured and was down at first base and the trainer was still out visiting with him, when the home plate umpire is saying "Let's go, let's go, let's go," to do that, uh, you know, I'm I'm going to disagree with you on that because he's standing up for his player on that. So <laughs> antics, uh, you know, again, check the facts of the situation, and then after that happens, <laughs> so, okay,
2: I shouldn't be laughing, but like, and it's the reason why you won't see Eric Kennedy in center field tonight. but yeah. it's yeah. If you could lip read, all all you could do is laugh. Because what happened
1: after that? <laughs> what happened after that was that Jared Thomas does a little check swing. Excuse me, bloop double that got just over the third baseman's head, uh, Kalen Culpepper, Culpepper, down the line, and it lands in fair territory for a double. So now the runners on second and third. After that, then Eric Kennedy comes to the play back to the top of the order, gets rung up uh, on a pitch that. If you look at it, you can tell it's not a strike. Is no, it's it's outside. This its isn't
2: like a homer deal. Like go back and look at that. There's, that was a it, good it, two feet off the plate. Yeah,
1: it's it's not good. It's not a good call. And then Eric turns around and so he said one.
2: Ek said one of the magic
1: words. He did. He did. <laughs> he absolutely did. And that got him the gate. Uh, next man to come up, Dylan Campbell ropes a ground field double into a ground rule double into the K-State bullpen two-run score, and that made it 6-2, to two, and then Texas goes on to the win from there. But those are the facts of what happened. EK's ejection is right
2: up there with one Ben Johnson had during his last season where just it was horrible balls and strikes all weekend, and then Ben got called out. I think it was a, it was a series finale on a Sunday. He gets called out on just a horrible third-strike call and turns around, and I never asked Ben if he said one of the magic words, but he gets tossed. I'm like, you know what? He he, Ben earned that. He, yeah. he earned that for the for the whole team, but both, both teams, it was just a hor- horribly uh, called gang, called series for on both sides. I'm like, you know what, bit That's Ben Johnson earning taking one for both teams.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so that is exactly what happened uh, on the deal, and that and uh, that's why uh, Coach Pierce was ejected, and that's also why Eric Kennedy was ejected, and because Kennedy was ejected, he cannot play in tonight's game. No, so he, he tr- is he
2: allowed to travel.
1: He can't be in the dugout. Okay. You know, uh, so I, I, Ooh, I'm the game, not... The game is sold out, too. Yeah, wow. yeah. He, he cannot be in the dugout.
2: Anybody got a ticket for EK
1: for tonight? <laughs> you know, I don't even know the rule about that, if he's allowed to <laughs> be... Well, I guess he'd be in the clubhouse if he got ejected, yeah, from a, from a game. So he could be on the premises, I suppose. But... Yeah, you can't be in the dugout. Uh, I was going like, to take like a
2: lawn chair, prop it up outside the outfield yeah. wall. <laughs> so you yeah, down out. the right
1: field line yeah. down there, <laughs> something like that.
2: Stop at Cabela's on your way
1: down. Get you a nice big chair. And yeah. Uh, somebody said, my name is Ben Johnson. And as a 20-year service member, I can tell you, I would definitely have said a magic word in that sentence speaking as a Ben <laughs> Johnson. Thank you. Talking uh, about the
2: former Westwood warrior, yeah. Ben Johnson.
1: I saw him play in his last year minor league baseball. Um, this was 2016, 15 somewhere uh, somewhere yeah. he, he was playing for the Asheville Tourists single A ball and they were playing the Greensboro Grasshoppers I was on vacation and my son the Jason. Asheville had, Tourists? That's the, hey, that's the team that uh, that Crash Davis ends his ends his career with in <laughs> in uh, In Bull Durham is the Asheville Tour. They've been called the Tourists forever. Um, And they were playing the Greensboro Grasshoppers. Who had at the time Eric Gutierrez playing for them? Who, of course, the big slugger from Texas Tech, uh, and uh, is I think he was volunteer assistant for them last year. I, I didn't I didn't do the Tech series yeah, issue, so didn't bring see. Bringing back
2: some names I haven't thought of in a minute. Yeah,
1: they both played in that game uh, at that time. Um, so uh, somebody somebody else said, and if you get run, get your money's worth. Yeah, I think there are many who believe that. I think
2: Eric Kennedy will tell you he he got his
1: money's worth. Somebody said, a master of disguise uh, for EK? Just just pull the fake mustache and sit with the fans. The, the Bobby, Bobby Valentine. I
2: was going to say, the old Bobby Valentine.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, says, some of the strikes were on the batter's chalk. It was pretty close to that, some of those. So, um, anyway. Uh, and, again, here's somebody else saying, uh, here's somebody else, antics, whatever it's say. I would understand it. But it's not – I don't understand how anyone can make the best decisions of the team when losing their cool as often as Pierce does. He takes it far too happen and happens too often. It's getting old is responsible for losing his center fielder. tonight. No, he's not. He's not responsible for losing his center fielder tonight. Uh, clearly, you, you, you're not a fan of Pierce, so I get it. But that's that's on AK. And if you know something about AK, he's been in a slump lately. He's really been struggling. It was good to see him get that double yesterday. But he's been struggling at the plate, and when he snapped off, and it was a bad, it was a flat-out miss by Jeff Hendricks. It was a bad ball strike call, and, uh, bad enough to make Kennedy turn around and snap off to him. That's not on the head coach. They have that conversation all the time with their guys about keeping uh, their cool and things like that. Eric Kennedy's a fifth-year senior, so he's gonna, you know, it, it, and and he doesn't say that much. So when he does, he's pretty exercised. So stop trying to throw it all on the head coach and the head coach. It's not going to fit your narrative in this case. If you want to be upset with him about some other times, that's fine. It doesn't fit your narrative because he's standing up for his player who fouled the ball off his foot. So say, I'm getting sick and tired of his antics. This doesn't fall into that category. Save it for another time. If he gets run tonight in Sam Marcus over arguing balls and strikes, fine. Put it back into your narrative. It doesn't fit in this case. That's all I'm saying, it doesn't fit here. He's standing up for Mitchell Daly who was having trouble standing up when he got to first base and this all this business about speeding up the play by ordering the hitter into the batter's box while the trainer is still out there, it's you're flat dead wrong. It's it's just not it's not correct. So, so there you are. All right. Um uh, all right. Somebody said Pierce has nothing on Augie. <laughs> Augie can get pretty exercised. You know, base,
2: baseball coaches have baseball coaches, managers. They you know sometimes they'll get tossed for various reasons. Sometimes yeah. it is defending a player. Sometimes you feel like your team needs a spark, yeah. and you'll do it for that reason. So, I mean, look, I if you don't. If you don't like David Pierce, just come out and say you don't like David Pierce. I would, I would, okay. re- I would almost respect that more than trying to contrive something to fit into an yeah. error or whatever. Just say you don't like David Pierce, and then okay, now we can have a, a discussion about what you don't like.
1: Yeah, this doesn't fit that though. That's that's what I'm saying. Don't try to square peg that into your round hole discussion about whether you like him or not, or for whatever reasons, because it doesn't fit on there. D. Fry says my ex uncle was the Asheville coach that went viral for the umpire rants a few years ago. Oh yeah, remember that? <laughs> where he went crazy uh, off on all of that. And somebody said, "So no EK or coach?" I said, "No, no, no. Coach Pierce will be there. Yep. It, it applies to the student athlete." And somebody said, "I agree. W- I totally agree with you, Craig. EK is a grown man and was tossed out for his actions period. He was He's a fifth-year senior. He knows what he's doing." He was pretty upset about it. So, uh <laughs> judging by what he said, yeah, he was pretty He was pretty perturbed. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Coming up, uh, we have Inconceivable. That's next when we continue to light the tower on the horn. 1049-1019-AM1260. We're live, local, and digital on the horn app and at hornfm.com. Light the tower with Craig Way and Jeff Howe.
2: Inconceivable. 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 You keep using the
0: horn. I don't think it means what you think it means.
1: How about we start off with uh, sporting life. Inconceivable. In specific, some NBA. Inconceivable. Um, Of course, the end of the regular season has arrived. And for many Mavericks fans, by the way, inconceivable means, you know, Luka playing 13 minutes in a game that they had to have the other night against Chicago. There's that.
2: I tried to treat the Mavericks at the back end of the season like you would treat uh, a mild rash. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe if you just ignore it, it'll be fine, but eventually that thing is gonna fester long enough that you gotta deal with it. Yeah.
1: So. Yeah. So that, that's what happened there. But that wasn't even what I was getting to. and you know, um some some might do that. Did you see what happened in the uh in the Golden State Portland game? The Golden State Portland game. Did you, no. Jack, you saw it, didn't you? Well, saw, uh, are you referring to so. the point scoring record? Uh, by me? yeah. How about how about 55 oh, that, points yeah, yeah. in the first quarter, uh, which they broke the previous joint it. record of 51 <laughs> by Charlotte and by the Warriors against the Nuggets in 2019. Uh, so that was earlier this year, 51, uh, with Charlotte did against the Bucks, But 55, and um, uh, Clay Thompson, by the way, entered an exclusive club of players to hit 300-plus three-pointers in a single season joining Steph Curry. And James Harden so you had that not only that they won the game 158 to 101 which by the way is also an NBA record for the largest margin of victory in a season finale (laughs) if you're if you're keeping track of such things a 57 point margin is the largest in that okay so you had that from the NBA
2: then you got Rudy it's good Gobert. Good to know there's a high level of defense being played in the yeah. association.
1: Uh well Rudy Gobert was playing defense the other night.
2: Or as my man Matt Butler calls him,
1: Jobert. Yeah. Goes against the grain a little okay. bit. Okay. Uh Rudy was playing defense against his own teammates on the bench. Uh had a mid game altercation with Kyle Anderson. That's one way to put it. Threw a punch at him. They're on the bench. You see have you seen the uh the back end of this, the collateral damage?
2: Not sure how big of a deal it is in the uh, big picture, but uh, Jaden McDaniels.
1: That one I didn't see. Punched, punched, punched the the a wall. wall. Oh, yes. Up yes the I, I, I'm sorry. Yes, I thought you meant something that happened no. right there at the deal. Yes.
2: That's the... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Body part versus inanimate object is usually not a battle you're going to win.
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to get to. This, this is a weird deal because the Timberwolves are going to the playoffs. Well, uh,
2: they're in the play-in game. So it's part
1: uh, play in to get into the playoff. Okay, it's like going, a postseason. If you're in the fir- if you're in yes, the first
2: do. four, does that count as being in the NCAA tournament? Absolutely,
1: you get a full NCAA tournament check. When Texas A&M Corpus Christi won its game, they got they are credited with getting an NCAA tournament victory. All
2: right, okay, then the Timberwolves are in the
1: playoffs. Yeah, okay. yeah, Def- right. definitely in the in the postseason. You could say yeah. that if you wanted to do that. So Gobert set home. For an altercation, obviously, with Kyle Anderson. Uh, That was in the second quarter of the game with uh, New Orleans. Uh, He throws a punch, both separated, Gobert sent to the locker room, later ruled out for the rest of the game. He apologized for the actions on social media. Emotions got the best of me today. That's what he said in a Twitter post. I should not have reacted the way I did, regardless of what was said. I want to apologize to the fans of the organization, particularly to Kyle, who's someone that I truly love and respect as a teammate. <laughs> Did he
2: tell Kyle Anderson that before he issued this apology? I really love
1: you! Throw it there. So, Tim Connolly, their uh, DBO, their president of basketball operations, uh, Tim said, Conway? It was, oh. said it was unacceptable. We will continue to handle the situation uh, internally. Uh, Anderson said, hey, tempers flare, you're in the middle of the game, a game we all want to win. It's a huge one. They won the game, too. He goes, it is what it is. Uh, you know, bleep happens. If It's not the first time something like that has happened. Really? It's not the first time someone's t- thrown a punch <laughs> at you or at somebody. He said, we'll move forward. We want to win games. And, it, and again, again, he said, it is what it is. We'll keep it in the house. I mean, uh, it ain't the first time someone has swung on me. I think our tempers just flared. That's it. Yeah, we'll speak about it. Move on. We're grown men, uh, so uh, yeah. And then, and then you got McDaniel's, as, as you talked about, <laughs> twenty-two years of age, reportedly one one-time
2: uh, one Texas Longhorn recruit.
1: F- yep, fractured the right hand. Uh, they didn't say officially that that's why he fractured his right hand, although you could probably guess. Uh, so, like uh, Chris Finch, the head coach says, out of frustration, he reacts. uh, I guess, you know, punches the wall. Not exactly sure where we stand with all that, but unfortunate again. Uh, So all of that coming out of one game. You know,
2: in light of my Tim Conway comment, I think we've discussed this before. Yeah. Uh, Tim Conway could not get away with doing the uh, the dwarf videos in the year 2023.
1: No, nope, would not work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I was be... thinking like
2: Tim Conway couldn't try to do like dwarf runs the
1: front office. Yeah, it yeah. would it would not that would not be good. Uh, okay. Did you
2: enjoy those back in the day? Craig? Like, I did.
1: Dorf goes fishing. Yeah. Dorf plays golf. Yeah, I always liked <laughs> Tim Conway. I did. Uh, okay, speaking of dwarfs, um, uh, no, I actually feel sorry for this young lady. Uh, and we find out a lot of these things from TikTok. Are you, a, Jack, are you a avid TikToker? Man, I'm you? not a poster. I, I lurk mm-hmm. on, okay. on all You're social media, pretty much.
2: There's, <sighs> TikTok has a love. there's a level of stupidity and debauchery that takes place on TikTok
1: that never ceases to amaze me. Well, how about this? A woman on TikTok, which was appearing tearful, she was fired from her new job. She had just gotten hired and... She was on her way in to work, viral video, started a new job, 20-minute drive from home last Wednesday, realized she left her phone at home, had to turn around and go back and get her phone. By the way, this happens to all of us. I got five minutes from the house Saturday night of Easter weekend up in Georgetown and realized, left my phone in the broadcast Brutal. So... After dropping off Linda, I turned around and drove all the way back down to the UFC Udish just field to that, get the phone. And that, did.
2: Remember that day I was like 20 minutes late? Because yeah. I got about 20 minutes from the house and realized,
1: oh. The phone. I for- No, I forgot my computer. That's right, the computer. Yeah. So what happens? So she forgot. She left her phone at home. Had to go back to get it. She arrived two minutes late. Two. Two. And her okay. boss told her, you can't be late in your first week. You're fired. She first thought it was a joke. She said, "You're joking." He's, "Nope, nope, you're fired." So I get there just to reiterate it, eight thirty-two a.m., and they fired me. So she was angry, shocked. Her a lot of people said, "You know what? They wanted to get rid of you. They were looking for a reason on something like that. Maybe they figured they couldn't afford the new hire after yeah. all, or something." That's. So I felt sorry for her. It's usually, about how that. those deals work. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, hey, got a couple of other things. You know, we we hear about these. Are you in a fantasy football league, Jack? I get too addicted, so I, I, I abstain. Good on you. All right. The, the, Jeff and I I'm both staying. are in one. Yeah, that's a smart move. Can't uh, handle it. You've heard about these fantasy Mind football to get that leagues. checked out, Jack. Yeah. You've heard about these fantasy football leagues where the, guy, the team, the guy that finishes in last place, has to be abjectly humiliated and all that. I've heard
2: of, of some good ones, yeah. All
1: right. You know about the Waffle House deal.
2: Or the, or the yeah. IHOP deal. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, here's the guy, Michael Carsley. He had has to spend 24 hours inside the Waffle House in Chambly, Georgia. Have to keep eating waffles. That's a punishment? You have to eat a waffle an hour. No, Doug, Up I, to 24 hours. You have to eat a waffle an hour. 24 like vaca- waffles. It sounds
2: like vacation to me. Uh-huh.
1: Uh, but what he secretly did was he started a fundraiser for his waitress. Uh, and he stayed six hours. You can accelerate things if you eat more than one per hour. Mm-hmm. So we got it done in six hours and raised eleven hundred dollars for her. That's awesome. That was a very cool ending to uh, that that sort of deal. Some
2: salt of the earth people work at the Waffle House.
1: That's right. And finally, we got one more story. This is from Boston. Now, this part is not a joke. We know how serious things have become with active shooters and, and people on school grounds and things like this. It's it's really kind of scary mm-hmm. uh, as well. And um, the um, you know they were worried in Boston that there was an active shooter because a man was seen with a gun. Yeah, turned out to be a dude in a Boba Fett costume. Yeah, yeah. It's, if, if you follow. The Mandalorian or the whole Star Wars catalog, Uh, you know what Boba Fett looks like, and he has this pretty impressive-looking long rifle.
2: I I would say, uh, even if you're cosplaying, know your state or municipality's open carry laws.
1: Yeah, and and so here's the guy. Well, here's the deal. He was at the anime convention there in Boston. You know, where you have so many people dress up as characters and stuff like that from all that we saw that in Norman this year during basketball, there was a lot of lot of that going on, and yes, an anime convention. So, a guy shows up, hey, you know, <laughs> dorky dude. How do you show up, Boba again, Fett? Greg? Hey, I'm ready. Got my <laughs> got my uh, Boba Fett costume and my long rifle. Yeah, you're going to jail. It would
0: be nice to be that aloof on a day to day basis. Yeah. Just I'm going to bring a gun out in public, and
1: so no big deal. Cool. Talk about being unaware. Just Heart. know know the laws, man. Know the laws. Hour number two. Of light the tower coming up on the horn.